Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Blood, sweat, and tears. I remember I made up that intro uh, script, and we are already in episode 13 of the e-commerce gladiator series here at Global From Asia, and there is already some blood and sweat and tears. This is uh, part of the doing the live case study. We have a situation, and Lorenzo is giving us an update we had a situation with a product already, um, but luckily we have good people on a team and good partners and service providers, so we're able to fix it, but there's still some ongoing disputes. Also, if, you know, I know I've been repeating this a lot, but Lorenzo's going to be down at the cross-border matchmaker, Cadrons there, I'll be, of course, there, and others, so if you guys can make it, it'll be, it'll be awesome, and let's tune into this show, episode 13, E-Commerce Gladiator, some blood coming out already. Today's podcast is brought to you by Global Sources. When sourcing products globally, buyers use online and offline channels. Online marketplaces offer the year-round convenience of a wide selection of products and suppliers. And offline, at trade shows, buyers see exclusive new product launches and gain confidence meeting exhibitors. But there is a better way. There's one online marketplace where buyers get the offline benefits of a trade show. It's globalsources.com. Supercharged by Global Sources trade shows featuring exhibitors and their newest products. Online to offline, it's your O2O sourcing advantage. So yeah, I mean, this is insane. You know, we use Skype for the podcast recordings and Skype basically doesn't really work in China. So poor Lorenzo is trying his best. I'm actually down in Thailand right now. So my internet works. And, lucky you. Uh, lucky me at the DC <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, this is just exactly, yes, I guess so. it's real. It's really part of this, but you know, Roland's got to yeah. go. So we got to just do this. Let's just, uh, let's just do this. Nah. But I guess anybody dealing with China knows the internet sucks and it doesn't work half the time. Yeah. And Probably just got to do so WeChat. Where did you guys, where did you guys uh, last me when I was giving uh, basically, a, a rundown of this? Basically, uh, the first Just start sentence. over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just start over, man. Well, okay. So first of all, as soon as we received the boxes, we received uh, 12 cartons, each carton containing... No, like start from, from, from their very, very beginning. Cause like yeah, no like info, you like went Monday. Start from yesterday, Monday. went to Yivu. <laughs> Monday. Oh, well, yeah. technically okay. Monday, so, October okay, 16th. I thought it would be just about yeah. the defect, but from the, the full day's uh, report then. Okay. So I got there at 9 a.m. Eno was there as usual uh, to pick me up at the um, at the train station. Very awesome guy, and um, we went. So I told him the game plan. I told him that uh, the um, espresso makers would be delivered by noon, so we'd have about two and a half hours to go and look at some some boxes. I said no problem. Went straight to I think it was in uh, section uh, district three on the first floor. That's where all the boxes are located. Box suppliers are located. We went to a few stores, uh, most of them either at very high MOQs, three to 5,000 units, or they would be selling them in sets of three or four different sizes, and they were not very interested in working with us. And finally, we walked into one um, unassuming store. As soon as we walked in, the, uh, the shop owners greeted us with the warmest, most genuine welcome you can imagine. 
and they were friendly. They were uh, awesome. So they sh we called them that we're looking for a, for a test order of five, uh, 450 units. They said, no problem. We can work out. They had quite a lot of different designs and, 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 uh, and, and sizes. So we looked at them. I took pictures into the group. And I remember, uh, Roland, you, you were telling me that, hey, this looks like, like uh, shoe boxes. We don't need a shoe box. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, I told them uh, that we want a uh, plain box, just like a carton. And uh, she, gave us, she gave us all the information. But uh, as time was approaching, uh, uh, it was about 11 o'clock. And that's when we had to, to leave because we have to go back to the to the uh, warehouse on the way we we stopped at a couple of other stores again same story high moq or uh, selling in uh, and sets so we uh, we didn't bother but we did tell the first store i mean the store that were very nice with us that we will be coming back in the afternoon with samples of all our products so we can test them and, and the boxes and then get to live uh, dimensions on the spot I said no problem so we we were about to arrive at the um, at the warehouse, uh, the driver called us, and we told him we would be there in about five minutes, which we did. As soon as we, we arrived there, the guy was already starting to unload the, the boxes from his truck. So uh, uh, me and Eno, we gave him a hand because we, um, I was extremely excited. He was excited. I felt like a kid in a, uh, on Christmas Christmas Day with all the boxes, you know, all the gifts and all that. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I took lots of pictures. I even had uh, one of the guys working there take a picture of, of me and Eno pushing the carts and, and all that. So I posted in the group. Uh, it was awesome. So we started getting, you know, opening the boxes and um, the box looked, I mean, the, the package looked very nice and all that, very excited. And then I started opening them, each of them. So we worked in team. Inu worked on on, on, uh, on half of the of, of the load and I worked on the other half. We each opened all, I mean, we opened all, all the cartons and we took about five or six uh uh, packages from each carton as a sample uh, and as soon as I started opening them I noticed something wrong I noticed that uh, the, the the actual espresso makers they looked quite cheap quite like uh, almost like plastic I knew, in, uh, I knew they were in aluminiums but very cheap aluminium because on every single one that I opened there were the, there was a bunch of a host of uh, defects and I will I will name them there were there were stains on pretty much all of them, and not just small stains. I showed you the picture, guys, like very bad. And uh, uh, welding defect, bad welding jobs. And I, and I know welding because I worked as a welding inspector in the Canadian oil sands for a year uh, back in 2014, so I know how a good weld should look like. And, um, uh, and after that, uh, quite a few of them, the lid on top of them, they would either not close fully or they would not open fully. And uh, one or two also when you uh, when you um, this assembled the uh, the bottom part which is which is where the uh, the water chamber is located it would make a very uh, bad uh, loud uh, noise like very disturbing noise so I, I showed that to to Eno and Eno also wasn't happy uh, on the packs that he was looking at he was shaking his head said what's going on. He said, it's not looking good, buddy. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> no. It's not looking good. And so I told him, so how uh, is it passing or failing? He said, right now, I mean, he told me for, for a package to fail, over 20% have to be defected. And he, right now, it's looking like over 80% are defected. I said, what? He said, no, I'm really? serious, over 80%. So we, um, we uh, I didn't want to believe him. I mean, 
I, it's not that I didn't trust them, but because, you know, deep down, I, I'm always the optimistic, positive guy. I say, okay, maybe we opened the wrong wrong boxes. So I kept on opening more and more boxes and same problems kept on reoccurring. Stains on all of them and quite, quite on quite a few of them. Inside, when you opened, when you disassembled the bottom, there were a bunch of small little stones and, and black stones and even quite a, few, a couple had a very strong burning smell inside of them. I said, well, are these new? Have they been used before or what? Because the smell is like as if someone had used them before. And and even inside quite a few, there were, as I said, bad welding jobs. And so long story short, um, Eno told me, don't even bother, buddy. We're going to, it's, 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 it's over 80% fail. So I'm going to tell you straight up, don't even bother. We're going to go back to the, uh, the shop owner and talk to her. So that's what we did. We put it back on the boxes. We left. We went back to the shop. We took uh, four samples with, I mean, the, the four worst ones. Uh, we took them with us to show it to to the shop owner. So once we arrived there, as usual, the shop owner, she claimed, and, and Inu had warned me, oh, she's going to try to say, oh, they're perfect. They're nice. It's, it's you guys, foreigners, that are too picky or too uh, demanding. <laughs> and and ex- exactly. Like of course, work. the customer is always that, right? Ex- yeah. Of course, the Chinese is always right. It's the foreign is always wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, so as soon as we arrived there, oh, no, they're perfect. They're fine. This is uh, the quality. And, and, the, and, and the funny thing is that, oh, this is a quality you should expect from, from the market in you. I said, excuse me, lady, if you had told me that before, I would have asked you one question. How can we get a higher level of quality? Because we're not looking for the cheapest product. We're looking for high-quality products. And we would have no problem whatsoever to pay extra for higher qualities. But you didn't even notify us of that. Oh, this is the EU market. Everything is, uh, is, uh, is this quality. And finally, I mean, uh, I don't speak Chinese, but Eno speaks Chinese. He, he was talking with her for, for – we, we were there for at least an hour. And at one time, Eno told me that – So, uh, and I asked, so how come all of them are pretty much – uh, unusable, uh, and she said basically it's because all the, the the shops. From what I understood, what Eno told me is that the shops in you they receive all the leftovers from the factories. So any so the factories make uh, uh, produce like five ten thousand MOQs for, for big customers, and and all the leftovers, all the bad ones that, the, that those customers don't want, then they ship them over to to these shops in you. That's what actually. You know, told me, and um, from what the sale, the, the the shop owner told her exactly, and I was completely, I mean, stunned when I heard that. I said, "Wow, that's insane!" And um, and I said, "So how can we?" Uh, and then another thing she said that this is what you should expect. This is the market. I said, "No, no, no, lady." You, she, she this told is us, you. <laughs> I mean, I understand, but this is something that you should have informed us ahead of time that a. Hey, just like I remember in one conversation, Mike, uh, you mentioned that one of the first uh, factory products that you did, the, the manufacturer asked if you want something cheaper, and you said yes, and you got yeah, they can go as cheap, they can go really yeah. cheap. Yeah, and I said, well, as I said, we're not looking for cheap products. We're not selling to developing countries. We're selling to the U.S. and Canada, and these are some of the most demanding uh, and pickiest customers in the world, especially in Amazon. If you were to send any of these to Amazon. We would get murdered by the customers. They would all ask for refunds. We would lose all our money. And with all the negative reviews, Amazon would shut down our account and business would be dead. So I said, there's no way we can accept this, uh, this, this order. And, and after, the funny thing is that she said, okay, no problem. We will, we will take back the, uh, uh, 
the products, we will pick them up. I will, we will give you back your, your deposit, which is 1,000 RMB that I paid. Uh, thank God, because uh, she wanted 2,000 down payment, but I'm, uh, I, I was smart enough to give her only 1,000 to, to reduce that to 1,000. And then, uh, and then she says, oh, okay, but we're going to, to charge 200 for the, for, the, for the delivery guy. I said, excuse me, why? It's because the guy has to go and pick it up. He says, well, excuse me, you're, and I told, you know, I'm pretty sure the delivery guy is, is, is a salaried guy working for her. It's not going to cost her any extra. The truck is her truck. She's just trying to pocket the money and just trying to, to get a free lunch from us, basically. And I told her, there's no way my boss will never agree to that. So she, she was, you know, we were both very stubborn. And, and finally, I, I was just chatting with the group and all that. Roland at a, at a genius line said, well, if she's wanting to keep 200, then we, we, we will also keep uh, 200 RMBs worth of, uh, of products, which is 15 units. I told her. And, and Eno, at first, he wasn't, he felt kind of embarrassed. I felt bad for him because he was in the middle. He was trying yeah. to, well, it's not his fault. I told him, buddy, it's not your fault. You just, you just have to tell her what, what needs to be done. So he did an amazing job. He explained that to her. And as soon as he told her that, she, she laughed. <laughs> that, no, 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 no. No, no, no. She said it in English. No, no, no. And I said, well, that, that's the way. Either we do it this way or we do it this way. But we're not, I'm not going to leave you 200 for free. Uh, and, and I told her, you have to, to get back the, the, the good because it's defective. And the defective is not our fault. If it was our fault, we would have no problem whatsoever to, to cover any cost uh, as a result of our mistake. But in this case, it's not our mistake. It's because you're, the product that you're providing is unacceptable. We cannot accept those. Therefore, it's not our problem. It's not our mistake. And we don't have any, uh, any responsibility in that. So this went on for another half an hour. So we were there for, for a good hour, hour and a half. And finally, she reluctantly agreed to it and said, okay, she's going to send someone to uh, the driver to pick it up, pick the goods from Eno's warehouse today, uh, tomorrow, which would be today, and then have the factory count them to make sure they have all the 432 uh, units. And then she said that she would send me back the money, the 1,000 RMBs on WeChat now. Let's see if she if she keeps her word. I have a strong gut feeling that she's probably going to try to to do some some funny thing at the last. I would minute, still but... not send the the entire amount back. <laughs> well, well, it's not it's not it's, well. I, I have no control over that. Uh, it's the goods right now at, at, at the warehouse, and he knows is not at the warehouse right now. Is with his wife at another factory doing another inspection for yeah. another company. So it's, it's a huge warehouse, a lot of companies um, load and unload the, the goods there. There's a lot of uh, different companies that are working. And honestly, there's nothing more I can do. I cannot be there today. So if I was, I yeah. told you know, to, to, to wait. Once a driver comes, he can, you, can, you can open the box in front of them, the cartons. You can do a visual count that there are indeed 12 cartons, each containing 36 units. And that's a total of 432 units. And once that is done and the driver confirms it, then... We would have uh, the, the the shop owner to send the money to me, and then you can uh, allow the driver to to drive off. He said, "I would love to do that, but I have uh, I have an inspection to do tomorrow at another location, and I didn't want to, you know, put the responsibility on them." So I understand the guy. So now let's wait and see what happens tomorrow. But the gist of it is that we guys would just dodge a, a bullet because if we had uh, if we had taken that that load. Our business would have been done dead upon arrival because there's no way, there's no way, there's no way that 
the customers would have just killed us with bad reviews and every single one of them yeah this was this refund. was the decision the decision we had to take no no brainer even though in the beginning mm -hmm. we were uh, debating whether uh, it's mm -hmm. only small stains and uh, no, it's not. and we could we could clean it but it was clear after you sent some uh, yeah, yeah. pictures that it's it's no brainer yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it wasn't just the, the stains because I even thought for a moment and I even told Eno that I would be coming back on Friday and I would spend all day from eight o'clock to five o'clock, whatever time. Picking the best closes, ones. Just, just, uh, just uh, clean them myself with, with, with yeah, some this spray is, and whatever. This, this is this is nice, but uh, what we're no. do, doing here no. is we're building processes, and exactly. you cannot you cannot do that every single mm -hmm. time we're ordering. So yeah. uh, this this is the right. Uh, so ba basically, for the listeners, uh, what we've decided to do is uh, we cancel the order. Lorenzo fought a little bit with the shop owner uh, to to get his money oh, back, uh, get our money back, uh, and uh, he decided to visit a nearby nearby city where these uh, factories yes. are located that are making the very very same uh, products or similar products, uh, and he decided to go there on Friday and uh, basically take a look. Uh, what's 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 there and take a look uh, what we can negotiate what we can bring from there and I believe uh, even though these are factories Lorenzo you should not be afraid of them for the MOQs because no, we're uh, not. of course we're not I'm pretty sure they would want you us to buy 10,000 pieces but we can tell them that okay we will buy 10,000 pieces but right now we're buying 500 yeah exactly it's a, it's a test run so yeah, as you said, uh, the game plan is go to, to actually to the source on Friday, where as per Eno, we can have much more uh, negotiation room, much more leverage and better quality. Uh, we can expect a higher quality because it's straight from the factory. And one big, huge tip I can give to anyone doing uh, Amazon or any type of e-commerce or any type of uh, manufacturing in China, do not, and I beg you, do not order blindly without having them checked by a professional uh, uh, QC guy. That QC guy yeah. that we had just saved our uh, um, our skin. Without him, we would have been, would have lost the money and our business would have been dead upon arrival. And again, I keep hearing and reading on podcasts that guys just roll the dice, place an order for 5,000 units or 1,000 units, send a wire transfer to, to a supplier on Alibaba for like, I don't know how many thousand dollars, and they hope and pray for, for the best. That's not the that's that that that's that's like that's worse than gambling. Instead, hire spend a, a couple of hundred dollars, turn I mean a little money, even a five hundred dollars, and get a quality professional team to do the inspection for you. They will be the lifesaver, the difference between success and failure in your business. That's the best, the biggest, the biggest step I can give to anyone. Have a quality a professional team, and no, I have no problem. I mean, we're lucky to have uh, Andy's team, and yeah. you know what's what's the company's name? Inspection quality. Insight, insight quality. Yeah, we'll yes. link it up uh, on the show notes. He's been on definitely. This, he's been on our podcast. Well, we had him on this series. He's also been on episode yeah. ninety nine of our interview series. Uh, yeah, Andy's great. I mean, uh, it's is not uh, great. Is absolutely uh, amazing, and Eno has been absolutely nothing short of phenomenal. I, I would never tire of saying that the guy is super patient, super helpful. And without him, uh, we would be lost. Seriously, and I mean it. Lost yes. and, and, and a big hole right now. 
Yeah, I yep. agree. Yeah, so um, so okay. we, we uh, have a big problem, though. I mean, like, luckily, well, hopefully we get the 1,000 RMB, but honestly, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say, uh, well, the worst is 150 bucks US. I mean, it's not, like, going to kill us if we lose the deposit. So I don't want us to lose so much focus on fighting this shop nah. owner. Just a couple of points uh, that I, you know, I interviewed Jerry Gan. He's a uh, he's the CEO of AMZ Tracker and also uh, Value Link here in Shenzhen. And he was, I told him we we're at Iwo. He's like, he's Chinese, so he's he's like, uh, that's the worst place to buy. They're really bad quality, and uh, you know, and even that, that shop owner said it. You know, it's kind of questioning my thinking about Iwo at all. To be honest, I mean, this is what I've heard. Yeah. As well. Well, for some products, it can be good. Like the first two products that we that we. Uh, ordered from Inu's inspection they said they came uh, I mean the, uh, the, the the spice pens they came perfect from what he said and the other item the 16 decorative um, art on top of the uh, espressos there were supposed to be 16 on each on each set but there were like 15 or 14 and one or two duplicates so that's no biggie we can always change that for, for small items they can be good but for anything more substantial more sophisticated I would highly recommend going directly to the source, and that is the factory. And from now on, my approach, my tactic is also going to be go straight to the factory, especially if we're, if we're building a, a brand based on quality, on, I mean, a high-end brand. That's going to so, be the way to go. There's some, uh, there's some. Ad- I guess, obviously, I've got a lot of experience, and I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, I think you guys know I did, I did bartending supplies for eight years. Yeah. Uh-huh. We sold uh, stainless steel cocktail shakers and bottle openers, yeah. all from Iwu, not actually Iwu, but Zhejiang Province. Um, uh-huh. I still have those relationships, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking we awesome. should tap into some of those, exactly. those guys. Um, uh-huh. I uh, I think Lorenzo, there you even mentioned some of the cities I've been to. Uh, of course, I've been to Iwu Market, but also I've been to these. Uh, I've been to Yong Kong. Was, Yong Kong. Yeah, Yong Kong is where to. I was always at, man. You can look back on my blog from 2008. I was like in these. Yeah. Sh- it's a real local place, man. It's like really local. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where I've we're been, going on Friday. I, that's where uh, I got a lot of my bar supplies. So yeah. I I know those suppliers. Uh, I can look them up. Yes, uh, please. And I don't want to yeah. get complicated here, but. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it out there. I bought a lot of my stainless steel from India. I have a supplier in India. I was buying my stainless steel bar products from, uh, okay. it's kind of leading. India is the new China. Yep. I, uh, I, I hear that. Yeah. I don't, this is where it gets really complicated. You know, I was buying from Thailand, India and China for my you bars. Were doing, you were doing the real cross border uh, transactions, man. So real, it gets yeah. real complex because you you mm. can't consolidate these. You can't, it's so yeah. expensive to consolidate these shipments. I was trying to find free trade zones like where you don't have to, but then you still got to ship them to these different countries. You got to, so it's almost going to be separate shipments. Uh, so I, but I know for a fact India is going to be much cheaper for stainless steel metal than China. China's yeah. China is known for injection mold plastic. Yeah, especially now with it, with this new ecology or whatever new tax that's increasing the cost. Yeah, of, so I materials. I can look up my supplier in India. He was like the best. I, I reverse engineered a lot of my suppliers for my competitors. Yeah. My my approach and my vision for this brand for the future would be first we can start at least for the first 
first and maybe the second order from China. But then eventually I would like to upgrade to say I'm looking at uh, at suppliers in Italy because we want to sell the real Italian espresso makers. I asked Antonio, my buddy, he's in the coffee business. I asked him to, to find me some uh, suppliers because if you can find a, su- a supplier, a reliable supplier in Italy that makes it uh, at a high quality and even if we can get it like say for five, six, even up to 10 euros each, we can turn them around and sell them for 40, 50 if you put a nice package. That's because uh, we want to, my, my vision is to build like a, like I would say a premium brand, not a cheap pre, uh, cheap brand. I want to build a premium brand. That, that was my, my plan and my vision from the beginning. And uh, like, a, like an affordable premium, if that makes sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah, on the other hand, uh, we don't know if the Italian real coffee maker is not made in China. Oh, there are some that are made in Italy. There are some that are made in Italy. Like, for example, the the main competitor, the Bialetti, they're all made in Italy. But the question about that is the competitor might be the factory. Do they? Yeah. They probably manufacture it themselves. Yeah. And that's something that we would have to study further. And I will uh, do my own research. I will... uh, I'm planning on going, maybe going back to Canada uh, early November and sit down with Antonio and talk with him really seriously and get uh, pick up his brain on that. And yeah, and even eventually for Chinese New Year's, even fly to Italy with Antonio and go uh, on a, on a scouting mission there. Well, this is this is creating a lot of uh, things to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, for now, for, to be for honest, now, I mean, the I would, original idea was buy from China, sell globally for yeah. this this business. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for now, I would stick to our first order yeah, getting it now, done yes, on, exactly. on uh, Friday, now. and you can take a look at uh, at at the factory word or village whether they yeah, do yeah. electric or gas or both or neither. Yes. Regarding, since I will have to drop in five minutes, uh, yeah. uh, I still want to go over. Uh, some some stuff. One of them is the bag, uh, the packaging that we we revised uh-huh. a little bit yesterday. Mike, yeah. I'm not sure if you were hearing. Yeah, I followed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty good because the first uh, box price we received was 7.3 RMB, and right now we're at a little less than two RMB for the box, which is probably not as nice box as uh, the 7.3 one, but. For extra, we have a cotton bag uh, printed with our logo on it for just under three dollars uh, that we will be able to put our our espresso makers in, making it very very neat and nice. One hundred percent cotton. I made sure that the factory is doing the most uh, environment friendly material. So I talked to them about it, and they said that what they can do is the one hundred percent cotton uh, with the logo on it. We got it just under three RMB, so this means that we're saving 2.5 RMB with the packaging, and it's better. So these ca- these are the improvements. These are the kinds of improvements we we want to look out for because uh, yeah. because uh, okay. this is like thousand and thousand five hundred RMB save for better quality product, better looking product, and we're leaving a le- legacy behind with our cotton bags. The cotton bags will include our sticker on, which uh, includes the logo, slogan, and the and the website. So any anything they will use the bags for, they will have uh, have us on it pretty much. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I Great like approach. it. I mean, I think, uh, like I've been talking to a lot of people that, about our differentiation, I think... 
while this is a struggle right now, uh, our differentiation is going to be able to have these little accessories and these bags and packaging. I, uh, from these mayor's mayor's talks, uh, like again back to my previous experience, I my one of my best selling products in my bar supplies business was a bartending kit, a 13 piece kit. Uh, it actually combined China and India products. Uh, I didn't, I didn't assemble in China cause it was, I had to do it in the U S with a fulfillment house, uh, not FBA, but a different one. Uh, so I think our differentiation is gonna be able to be nimble with our packages, our, our nice packaging, our accessories, our kits, our bundles. I really believe, uh, that's a good way to differentiate. And, uh, yeah. so we have, I will, to- I will- I will throw another idea just out in the air, and I would like you guys to tell me what you think. We should also not disregard, say, looking, if we can find a quality supplier that can produce those items but on but a reasonable price in the U.S. Uh, I would be doing some research on suppliers in the U.S. If, I, if we can find, I mean, at least we should be open to the idea, not just uh, look into only one one area. I mean, we should be open to many options and go for the best one i think what do you guys think um i missed the beginning yeah i didn't get the beginning either uh i I said i would i would also be open to looking uh, looking for suppliers to produce those espresso makers why not in the u.s um, well, these are our, our original idea. We got to stick to, I believe, because we're showing the world how to create a successful uh, Amazon FBA business, business having sourced from China uh, uh, first to, to do the global e-commerce. Later on, obviously, we will have so many options. But right now, we are sticking to the ground and doing what we set out for. Um, meanwhile, um, Mike, you yep. remember si- Simon? We we had some conversation with him on Gmail, on our on our um, sourcing Gmail account, and uh, uh, he, he was receiving, uh, he was demanding an answer for us or asking for an answer for us, and I uh, answered yesterday to his product, and basically I asked back if he has anything related to the coffee industry. Now he sent me sent us two products. One of them is a coffee machine, a big, big uh, machine, and the other one is a, a coffee coffee grinder, which I just asked if, uh, if it's uh, OEM so we could customize it at all or put our logo on it. Yep. So that could be something... Uh, complimentary since our coffee maker needs a grinder if they want to use um, the coffee beans. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah, I mean, the, you're, you uh, made me Simon. I have so many Simon friends. So, I, I got, uh, so sorry. just to recap, people, I don't think it's, we haven't talked about this Simon. So, Simon's in Hong Kong. He's a, he's a manufacturer uh, or a trading company supplier. He's, uh, you know, you know, he follows us and he's trying to, of course, make an opportunity to sell to us. <laughs> So he's been that's selling everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a good or bad thing. You know, we get a lot of people listening to the show trying to. Of course, I mean, we welcome it. You know, trying to give it's us their products welcome. or solution. Factories come, come yeah. Come. So, so yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. Uh, sorry, I missed that email. But yeah, I mean, if he has some coffee related products, um, I think hey, he's Mike. even open to doing some 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 terms. I think he said even. Um, sorry, but, sorry yeah. to cut you off, Mike, but. And your upcoming uh, matchmaking event, there will be some factories, right? Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, across border. Why not? Why not? Why not reach out to to, to factories in our niche, coffee factory producers? I'm sure there would be quite a few in Shenzhen and Guangdong. Reach out to them. It would be awesome to meet. If we can find a factory in Shenzhen and Guangdong that is reliable, 
that would be the, probably the best option at least so, for the short term. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've I've done sourcing for bar supplies, which is stainless steel, because I did cocktail shakers uh-huh. and bottle openers. And the Guangzhou suppliers were basically just buying from Zhejiang province. They were trading oh, companies. Really? Yeah, they oh, were not okay. manufacturers. Uh, wow. They were a middleman. They told me straight up. I mean, I know this industry. I know the, the stainless steel market really well in China. It's uh, it's expensive, first of all, and uh, uh-huh. and second of all, it's all in Zhejiang Province. I mean, maybe there's some still manufacturing in Guangzhou, but Guangzhou is mostly, uh, from my understanding, clothing, textiles, uh-huh. uh, yeah. and then Shenzhen's okay. electronics. So when you told me yeah. you found this in the market in Yiwu and you had a good quality supplier, I knew the price was going to be higher. I knew we could go to India for cheaper, uh, but I just said let's roll with this and see how it goes. And now it's uh-huh. a bunch of garbage. Uh, I think that yeah. they can give us a, a higher quality one, but we got to do an order of a thousand pieces. It seems like Iwu is what people told me. It's a bunch of garbage rejects that just sell to people for the Middle yeah, East. Pretty much. It's selling a pretty bunch much. of rejected products for mass production that got rejected by third party quality control companies like Insight Quality. So just throw them all yeah. in a box and they say this goes to the Iwu trading companies and then we buy it. Yeah. Luckily, pretty we. Pretty much. It's going to Africa and the Middle East. I mean, that's what I've always understood with Iwu. I never bought from Iwu. I always, I, I don't know. I, I was hoping to be, you know, I was hoping this wouldn't happen. But uh, Iwu even can this- be good for some simple products, simple uh, like plastic or basic products can be good. For commodities can be good, but anything that's more sophisticated, then it's better to go directly to a factory. So we. Uh, I need to buy a thousand pieces of uh, espresso makers. I think we, we got we got to do that. It seems like that's our but choice. But the problem, yeah, and 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 the main concern with this is uh, is that uh, the factories will have a delivery date of uh, uh, thirty to forty five days. Are we willing to wait that long, Lorenzo? I'm looking Not for. Right. I don't know if we have a choice yeah. unless you want a bunch mm. of rejected Ewu products. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, this is you know, my yeah. time's up right now. All right. Yeah. I mean, this has been a lo- interesting, right. interesting call. Guess, yeah, thanks, I Roland. Guess, uh, I guess we'll just keep yeah. rolling, but uh, we'll, we'll keep. Uh, I have a good day, going. I guess we'll have a better picture on Friday. Thanks, after thanks I, I actually, All right. Actually, See you guys. Bye bye. Take care, man. As I was saying, I guess we'll have a much better idea, a better picture uh, after Friday once I actually go and talk with with actual factories and see what uh, what the deal is with them directly. And then yeah, I mean. Can, I'll start Update tapping everyone. Yeah, I'll start tapping into mine too, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. I mean, we have to basically back. We have some accessories, but this. I guess my question is, what about these other products we have? Are they good? We got some yes. other stuff. They're okay. Uh, the ones that uh, I ordered and got inspected by by Eno, they're fine. Okay. They're fine. We can, in the meantime, maybe we can, uh, if, for example, if the espresso makers are going to take, say, 45 days, why not sell what we have now as, as a bundle? Maybe add another uh, one or two other small items to, to go with it and start selling something right away. What do you think of that, Mike? Yeah, I think what my, 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 my thinking yeah. is we do some uh, anything that's, if we want, if, if we're committed to this coffee niche, we do something that we simple. Honestly, I think we gotta go back to plastics. I think we gotta go back to injection mold plastics. I, I, I'm really afraid of stainless steel in China. I mean, I, they're it's expensive, and uh, you know we got to run a thousand pieces. But I, I, yeah. I, I've not had good quality with stainless steel in China. Um, but but these are not stainless steel. These are aluminium. 
any kind of metal. I believe China is known for okay. plastics. If you look okay. at most majority of factories in China, it's mass production of injection mold plastics, which is okay. uh, taking hot plastic, injecting into a mold, un- yeah. taking it and then deburring it. I did. Mm-hmm. I worked in a factory in China, America. I basically it's just two big pieces of metal stamping together, squirting in some hot liquid of plastic, and then opening it up, dropping them out, and then they they, they clean it up. That's what China is known for. Mass production okay. of injection mold plastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also, I will keep I will keep an eye open for other styles of coffee makers, uh, espresso makers. Uh, when I go on those factories on Friday. So when I talk to some of my mind. some of my friends about this, they were thinking we we're doing electronic uh, espresso makers. I think okay. China is probably going to be stronger in the electronics of espresso makers than the non-electronic. I think the non-electronics probably better in Italy or India. To be okay. honest, because the raw the raw materials are there, the metals okay. in China are being imported. So, mm-hmm. or or so, uh, basically, as far as the update for this podcast and this call, we have some accessories. We can decide to maybe sell those, but of course, our core product is an ex- espresso maker, non electric. We got to decide: do we switch to electric? Uh, we, you know, like, like Roland was saying, we had, uh, a supplier that has found me and has been contacting me and us about it. He has an electronic coffee maker or espresso maker. We have to, I have to confirm what that is, but I do believe okay. that's the strength of China's electronics, uh, electric. Okay. Um, yeah. so do we go into that or not, or do we stick with this metal traditional, Product. Also, we have to we have to look at our target market now. Nowadays, especially if we if we do go ahead with the, with the, with the student aged uh, population, from most people that I talk to, all nobody has a gas stove and and any campuses. They all use they all have an electric plug. That's probably the easiest one for them to use it. Or even one was just a plug, just plug it in, and off they go. We also have to keep that in mind, unless we are we're targeting say. The type of people that use gas stove, which would be backpackers or campers, we also yep. keep that in mind as well. Yep, understand. So I think that's maybe enough for today's update. Um, you're going to go on Friday. This show's going live at the same time. You're in the you're in the fact you're you're going to be in the factories. Yeah. I'll be getting you some suppliers. I'll be talking to some of my old relationships, uh, and we have to make some hard decisions because you know we're yeah. we're now in. Uh, getting towards the end of October and uh, you know we, we're uh, we're trying to make sure quality is the most important right so we're lucky we have insight Absolutely. insight quality mm-hmm. Andy Church and Eno helping us uh, about this and we didn't lose money or, or maybe our biggest losses is a thousand RMB deposit which we are hopefully hoping. not so yeah. but now we got to go back to kind of square one with our core product and see what we can do so exactly um all right thanks lorenzo all right keep up the hustle we'll do it you too take good luck with everything you have um you have you have a conference too you will be a speaker in bangkok yeah i'm doing a meetup a meetup like on podcasting and stuff so okay okay yeah and uh yeah i mean i'm here as this uh this conference has always inspired me though to uh, inspire mm-hmm. me to get the Global from Asia podcast. Also, we got your the Coffee Journey podcast going. It'll be online. Yes, we'll yes. link it up I'm on excited. Global from Asia. So you did a great yeah. interview. 
But that's that's what I was. I had a I had a meetup last night on Monday with GFA listeners here in Bangkok, and they're asking me how to choose a product. We still are going, you know, into this coffee niche. We're still going to do this podcast. We're still going to be building up this audience. We've, you know, we um, which is an advantage. We still got to do the survey. We still got to learn about our market. Yeah. Just because we don't have a product yet mm. doesn't mean we don't keep developing the market. It's going to take exactly. a long time. So, uh, yeah, let's just stay positive, and we will we will For solve sure. this. All right, Lorenzo. For sure. All right, man. Take All right. Care. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Later. Bye-bye. Roland's pretty funny. We're complaining about the Skype issues. And he's like, just let it roll. Let it roll. And that's what we're doing. You know, it's a little bit a little bit shy, but we're, we're, we're putting it all out there, you know. And uh, I'm already getting people messaging me like Matt and our insurance guru. We got to get him on the show. Thanks for listening, Matt. We got to get more guys uh, sharing. But he likes this series and uh, it's bloody. It's it's sweaty and it's teary. I don't know. I'm a little bit teary eyed. It's a little bit frustrating for me. I've been through this nightmare before and we're we're putting this nightmare out there. But I do have the experience and uh, we're going to be working with the team. And uh, by the time this show is online, we'll probably already have some better solutions. And we're going to be putting it out there for you guys, too. I'm here in Bangkok at the DC BKK conference. When the show is online, I'll be in a mastermind there. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and it's inspired this very show. And to talk to Nate Ginsburg. He's confirming to share his story at the cross-border matchmaker and uh, we all have blood and sweat and tears i think that's about being a business owner or being in business if you can't take it then you should get out of it but if you if you can ride through the rough patches it makes the sunny days even better who's that dolly parton you wouldn't appreciate the sunny days if it wasn't the rainy days something like that but a little bit of rainy days here with the sisitano brand and uh, some people are commenting about our very basic website but you know that's what it takes putting it out there making things happen not having excuses and doing it so i hope you're doing it too my phone is blowing up right now but let's talk bye-bye global from asia e-commerce gladiator series where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish hear insights of real product research amazon fba china manufacturing branding marketing and all the blood sweat and tears of building a global business from asia 